So we are up to page 147, section Vav, chapter 6. We have been exploring the Maimer of Shabbos Shlach Tovshin Tasvav, Shlach 1955. Those of you who uh, want to follow inside, which would be advisable, please open your source sheets. You go to 147, uh, Sif Vav. So, I'm afraid if I give a summation this morning, you know what happens, right? We remain in the summation from another few days. So, I'm just going to urge everybody to uh, listen or re-listen to the classes on this Mimer. We already had quite a few classes. And as I always say, if you need, you can do it in double speed. I know some of you are allergic to that. Some of you are big fans of that. But double speed serves a purpose, (laughs) or at least 1.5, so you can get through the material if that works for you. But this is, uh, there's a lot here in this Mimer. It's extremely profound powerfully relevant and really gives us I would say the spiritual science of the human personality etc especially in terms of the development and the relationships between our uh, cognitive our cognitive faculties and our emotional drives and our primal drives, and as a result, our behaviors. So after a long discussion about the relationship between Midas and Seichel, stating that Midas, which I translated as the primal drives of a person, are really rooted in a much and far deeper space in the human nefesh, in the human soul, than seichel. Or to use the terminology of the Maimer, while the soul possesses seichel, the soul possesses seichel, the soul is midos. Seichel is something that the soul possesses. Midos are a mirror into characteristics that are rooted in the essence of the soul itself, so to speak, the chemistry of the soul. And in that sense, Midas are much deeper, much more rooted in the eye than Seichel. Seichel is something that the soul has. Midas is what the soul is. After explaining this at length and showing also its origin in Kabbalah when we talk about Hashem's Seichel and Midas, I'm just quoting the Zoya that we learned earlier. I'm not going to get into the explanations. For those who heard the earlier classes, you know, you know this expression. He also discussed the other side where we find that Seichel has so much of an impact on Midas. Number one, in terms of the fact that there is always an awareness, an idea, and a thought that precedes an actual feeling, an actual emotion. There is a cognition, there is an idea and a thought that is the engine that gives life 
and rise and births. It's, it's birth, it births an emotion. What is more, he discussed, primal drives, midas, exist in every single person, exist from the day a child is born, an infant is born, we can see it, it's displayed. And he explained why. Because midas will never differentiate, because as long as the person is a soul, there is midas. And the soul exists in every person, no matter the level of intelligence, and exists in every single person, no matter their age. Nonetheless, the Midas go through stages, generally three stages, Ibur, Yenika, Moichen, which are based on the development of the mind and the development of our awareness processes, and they affect Midas. And the Rebbe said, even though it's true that the Midah itself is never created by Seichel, that's true. Midahs themselves are part of the soul. I have my drives, and you have your drives, and these drives are very deep. It's almost like the genetic makeup of the soul. It's my primal drives. What Seichel does is, Seichel points a finger and gives labels to reality so that the Midas are triggered and aroused as a result of the Seichel. It's not that the Seichel births the reality of the Midas, it just brings it out from a state of concealment to a state of revelation. From a state in which it's dormant to a state in which it's fully expressed and manifested. It's not that it births the Midas from nothingness into somethingness. No, it births it in the sense that it brings it out, it brings it to the fore. Because without seichel, without any awareness, without any thoughts, the midos may be there, but they're triggered, they're aroused when seichel points to danger, or seichel points to safety. When seichel says, there's a treasure, or seichel says, ooh, that's dangerous territory. So seichel brings out the primal drives into an emotional experience and an emotional visceral feeling that I can really feel in a very palpable way in my heart, in my body, and it overtakes me. There's always a seichel behind that. It never creates the midah out of nothing. The midah was always there. But seichel, he calls it, seichel is a maramakim. <laughs> maramakim. Maramakim la midah. Maramakimus means references, footnotes. When you write an article... Or a book, you have footnotes. The footnotes tell you, look there if you want to understand this concept. See there for an elaboration. So he uses this word that seichel is a maramakim. <laughs> seichel is like the reference point, the, refer- the center for references, like the information center. The Midas turns to seichel and says, Where do I look to find danger? Where do I look to find comfort? Where do I look for attachment? Where do I look for, where are the places that undermine my, my, my primal drives? So Seichel gives labels and categories, whether they're right or wrong. They may be completely right, they may be completely wrong, they may be partially right, partially wrong. That's not our discussion, but that's the role of Seichel. Furthermore, that's just a maramaka. Furthermore, he said, with the development of Seichel, the whole the whole system of the Midas develop and grow. 
after everything said and done, after all these explanations, the Rebbe comes to a major question. How is it that Seichel has any impact on Midas? When Midas are rooted in a much deeper place. In chapter 5, he explained, you're right, Seichel can't affect Midas. Only after Midas went through a weakening process, after they have been diluted and compromised, after they have been uh, weakened, what he calls chalishus, when the Midas are in their primal place, when they're in their primal space and their intensity, there's no hope for Seichel. And I would say in, in, in a brilliant clarification, the Rebbe said this is for two reasons. First of all, as he said in Yiddish, what was the expression in Yiddish? As Seichel is nishkin bala boss of Midas. It's like, you're not my boss, sorry. I was here before you. I was here before you. You're not my boss. Then he said something much deeper. In the world of real Midas, Seichel doesn't exist. It's not like we're competing, but I'm the boss. I was here before. In the world of real Midas, Seichel doesn't exist. And he explained why. Because the way Seichel impacts somebody is through Pnimius, not Makif. I'm using terms that we explained in the previous class. It's an Er Pnimi, not an Er Makif, which means it has to be enclosed and manifested in the parameters and the identity of that which receives the Seichel. But Seichel can't enclose itself and therefore impact the real world of Midas, so it doesn't even exist. It's not just it exists, but you're not the boss. Don't tell me what to do. In the world of primal Midas, the Rebbe said, Seichel does not even show up. It's irrelevant. It's like you never existed. What a powerful uh, description of what happens in the world of real primal Midas. When the Midas go through a process that they're weakened, here they're in their position, in a position where Seichel can wield and yield influence, Seichel can show up and affect them. In the ways that we described above and in the previous parts of this Mimer. In 6, he says, it's still not understood. Because even if this is true, how do the Midas ever become weak? So you're going to say the Midas become weak because Seichel. Seichel makes the Midas weak. Seichel puts a check on Midas. Seichel calms them down. Seichel uh, relaxes them. Seichel tells them not to be so serious, not to be so intense. Right? Seichel says, Chevre, Baruyik Tzach Midas. In Yiddish, he says, Baruyik Tzach, you know what Baruyik Tzach is? Michael, you know what Baruyik Tzach is? Huh? Calm down. Lanuach. Calm down, don't take it so seriously. When Midas are weak, Seichel can impact it, but how do they become weak? So you're going to say through Seichel they become weak. But he says that doesn't make sense. Because when Midas are in their primal state, no Seichel can have an impact on them, as we explained. So how is it that they ever become weak through Seichel? Now we come to the final piece of this Maimon. Perik Vav. Page 147, how many lines from the bottom? One, two, three, four, five, six. Six lines from the bottom. The line starts, five lines from the bottom. The explanation and all of this is. Now this is a very deep, very subtle explanation. And it's where we see, I would say, 
you see, if, if you get this explanation, you see, I don't know how to put it differently, but the richness, the infinite richness of, of chassidus, and how spirituality and psychology are not just a shidduch, that, you know, we could put them together and there's sometimes overlaps. But rather, that the whole psychology, if it's true, real psychology, which is the study of the soul, is really the study of spirituality, the study of divinity. who the explanation in all of this is... Now, I just want to translate who This is a very common term in Hasidus in my Marim. I usually say the explanation is ha'inyin doesn't actually mean explanation. Ha'inyin hu means inyin is like the theme. And inyin is like when you're talking about a theme or a topic. So you'll say the inyin. So he says hu. To get this full picture of this theme is as follows. The ha'chalishus bahamidis umitzatpchines ha'chachma. The real reason that Midas can become weaker and therefore open to the information of Seichon is because of something we call Chachma, which is even deeper and higher than Bina. When we say higher, we don't mean higher in a spatial sense. Bina is on the first floor. And Abina is on the Abina is on the bottom floor, and Chachma is on the top floor. We're not talking about physical space. Lamaila means it's rooted in a deeper place of consciousness, in a deeper place of the eye. Shechachma koyach Chachma, which the Zayar says is a combination of two words, koyach ma, the power of what. This core of Chachma is Bittl. Kamashakos of Rabbi Noazak in Betanya, as the Alter Rebbe, the founder of Chesidus Chabad, Rabbi Shnei Zalman of Liadi, known as the Alter Rebbe, the Elder Rebbe, writes in Tanya, Bahago in a footnote, and this is Tanya chapter 35, in the middle of the chapter sometimes is a footnote, and in a footnote called the Hago. The Alter Rebbe writes these words, I heard from my teacher of blessed memory. The Alter Rebbe's teacher was the Magid of Mizrich. This is from the only places in Tanya that he quotes his teacher, the Magid. Mamash from the only places in the entire Tanya that he quotes his Rebbe, the Magid of Mizrich. The Magid of Mizrich was of course the prime disciple and successor of the Balshemtev. Balshemtev passed away in 1760. One year later, the Magid assumed the leadership of the young, young fledgling Hasidic movement, and he served as its leader for 12 years until his passing in 1772. Tovkov Lamad Gimel on Yutas The Alter Rebbe went to the Magid. In the year, I think, Tovkov Chavdalad, when he was almost 20 years old, that would be 1764, and he had a relationship with the Magad for the next decade. So the Alter Rebbe says, eh, I heard from my teacher, Pirush, an explanation, Vitam and a reason. To the statement that's written in Eitz Chaim, the Tree of Life, which is one of the classic works of Reb Chaim Vital. 
transcribing the major teachings of his teacher, the Arizal, Rabbi Isaac Luria, Rabbi Yitzchak Luria, in the 16th century. Says the Yitzchayim that the light of infinity, blessed be the light of the infinite one, blessed be he, does not connect even in the highest world of Atzillus, only by first being channeled through the faculty of Chachma. What is the meaning of these words and what is the reason for these words? He says two things, Pirush Vitam. First, you always want to understand the meaning of the words. Then we can understand and try to understand the reasoning for it. So he says, What is the meaning and what is the reason for what Arizal teaches in Eitzchai? Even in the world of Atzillus. What is the world of Atzillus? The world of Atzillus we discussed many times, but very briefly. In the four worlds, Atzillus, Bri, Yitzira, Asiya, we live in Asiya. Atzillus is the highest world, which means the highest paradigm, which means when you put on the lenses of Atzillus, you see absolute oneness. Atzillus is Olam Ha'achtos. It's a world in which it's very obvious that it's the divine, infinite energy that vibrates throughout the entire universe. So therefore, the entire world is one. It's a manifestation of divine energy. So he says, even in that state of consciousness, the Ein Soif becomes conspicuous and manifested only when it's first channeled through the sphere of Chachma. V'hainu Mishum, listen to his words. Mishum she'ein soif baruch hu echad ha'emes. Shehu levadehu ve'ein zulasei. V'zuhi madregus ha'chachma v'chuli. Because the infinite one, blessed be he, is echad ha'emes. He is the one truth. He is alone and there's nothing outside of him. And that is what Chachma is. And therefore it's only by being channeled through Chachma that the Ein Soif can be experienced anywhere. Because the definition of Ein Soif is Echad HaEmes Shehu Levadehu Ve'en Zulasi. words. What's Ein Soif? When we speak about Hashem, what's the one thing we can say? Echad HaEmes. It's the one truth. That he alone is here and there's nothing outside of it. Ein Saif infinity means oneness. It means that there's no space devoid of it. It means there's no reality devoid of it. It means there's no person, no experience, no concept, no emotion that is devoid of it. Ein Saif is Echad HaEmes. It's the one truth. What does it mean, one truth? It doesn't mean the one truth that it's the only thing that's true. That's also true, but that's what, what he means is Echad HaEmes. It's the true oneness. <laughs> that's the translation. Echad HaEmes means it's the true Achdos. It's real Achdos. In other words, when you're dealing with Ein Saif, it's always all-encompassing. When you're dealing with Ein Saif, it's the true Echad. It's Echad HaEmes. It's the Emes Echad. Shema Yisrael Hashem Alekeinu Hashem Echad. If you could say the definition of Hashem is that it's oneness. Where there's Ein Saif, there's Achdos. There's oneness. Why? Because Hu Levadayu Ve'en Because everything is an aspect of Ein Saif. Everything exists in reality. It's for, I'll give another word instead of Ein Saif. Reality. Reality. What's reality? I don't know what reality is, but one thing is clear. Everything is part of reality. 
If it's reality, it's part of reality. Everything exists in reality. Everything is an aspect of, where is reality? Reality is in my house. Reality is in your house. Reality is in Muncie, in Sydney, in Lakewood. Where's reality? In Jerusalem. In Jerusalem, maybe you see more of reality. But where's reality? Reality is, wherever there's anything, there's reality. Reality, if you're something, you're part of reality. <laughs> Even a dream is part of reality. So, Ein Soif is Echad HaEmes. It's true oneness. It's the Emes HaEchad. It's the real Echad. Shehu Levadehu Ve'en He exists Ve'en And there's nothing that's outside of him. Because everything, everything, every thought, every emotion, every atom, every molecule, every cell, every neuron, every electron, every subatomic particle, is a chalik, it's part of reality. It's a manifestation. It's included, it's subsumed in the Ein Saif. And that's the true definition of Ein Saif. And therefore, it's the real Echad. What is Hashem? Hashem is Echad. That there's oneness, there's harmony. You don't have to amputate anything. You don't have to run away from anything. V'zuhi madrega sachachma. Comes Dalton Rebbe says, I heard from the Magid, this is Chachma. And because this is Chachma, the Ein Soif can be manifested in every world only when it's channeled through Chachma. In other words, Chachma is the Kali for Ein Soif. What does this mean? What does this mean? He says, Chachma is higher than Bina. Very briefly, in the faculties of a person, in the soul of a person, we speak about ten Kaychas, ten faculties that mirror, <coughs> mirror Hashem's spheres, so to speak. And the first one is Chachma. There's Chachma, Bina, Das, Chesed, Gurit, Tiferes, Netzach, Chayit, Yisoyed, Malchus. Generally, the first three, Chabad, Chachma, Bina, Das, which the Alter Rebbe built his system of Chesedus, by, by naming it Chesedus Chabad, Chachma, Bina, Das. And maybe here we'll have a little bit of an explanation, part of an explanation of why he did that. So Chachma is the first. You have what's called Chabad, Chagas, and Nehim. Chabad is Chachma bin Adas. Listen carefully. Chagas is Chesed Vur Teferis. Nehim is Netzach Chayd Yisayd Malchus. It's just acronyms that allow us to say the words a little faster. The first three are known as cognitive faculties, or the Koychus of Seichel, or in this mime he calls them Moichen, which means they're, manif- they're manifested primarily, obviously, in the brain which is the seat of cognition and the seat of awareness and the seat of Chachma bin Adas. It's often also associated in Zohar with different regions of the brain. The Zohar says, Tlas, Chalol, and Inon B'mayach. There are three regions in the brain, physical regions in the brain. And today, with the major developments in neuroscience, we know that different regions of the brain are responsible for different ways of experiencing reality. Right, They talk about people, the right hemisphere of the brain, the left hemisphere of the brain, which is generally associated with Chachma and Bina. What's the difference between Chachma and Bina? Chachma is the epiphany. Chachma is what's called the Nekuda. Sometimes the Alter Rebbe calls it Baruch HaMavrik. It's like a lightning goes off, like the light bulb moment. You know, aha, aha. It's a spark. It's a revelation and a revolution. Bina is analysis. Bina is development. It's like the father who produces the seed, the sperm, Chachma, 
father is called Chachma, and the mother, which allows that sperm to fertilize the egg and develops both of them into an embryo, which then becomes a fetus that can get, that can get, that can then give birth. So the father is Chachma. That's the seminal point of something. Seminal as in semen, the Nekuda. The mother is Bina, taking that Nekuda and developing it into a full-fledged child, Be'ezir Hashem. And then after nine months, months, she births that child, <coughs> which is where Chachma and Bina and Das come out in Midas, that we spoke earlier about how Midas are birthed from Atati and Amami from Chachma and Bina. Even though the child itself is really rooted in a place that's higher than Seichel, as we explained before. So Chachma generally is, the, the, the process of Chachma Bina Das is, Chachma is a general idea that pops into your brain. Now the truth is it didn't pop into your brain. It came from unconscious processes happening in your mind, known in Chassidus as Koya Hamaskil or Chachma Stima'a, your secret brain, doesn't just pop in from outside. It pops in from what seems outside, because I don't have conscious access to it. And then the Bina can take that idea and further develop it. Das is when the idea becomes a value. It's not just an abstract idea that I understand, I develop, I preach, but it actually becomes a personal value. Das is called intimacy. Adam knew Chava, which means he had intimacy, he had relations with Chava. Das is, in Tanya chapter 3, Loshen hiskashros v'hischabros. You really connect to it. Intellectually, but it becomes a value. Then you have the world of emotions. The world of emotions in which I'm, it's not just an idea, but I really, I feel, I'm excited in a positive way or in a negative way. And usually we say, Meichen precede Midas, even though in this mimer it's not really that way, because here he's telling us the full truth. But generally we speak about emotions as following awareness. In this mimer he's taking us to the back end, where Midas don't follow Meichen, where Meichen follow Midas. But that's the whole discussion here. If Midas are really higher than Meichen, how is it that Midas are impacted by Meichen? When they are really the parents of Meichen, Meichen is really the child, and Midas are really the parents. So why is it that in reality, we often talk about Meichen as the parents and Midas as the children, when really the parents are children and the children are parents? (laughs) Which is, by the way, what happens in many homes. It looks like the parents are the parents and the children are the children, and really it's the other way around, but I'm not going to get into a very painful subject, which is not a simple subject, where sometimes the parents are being the children and the children <laughs> are being the parents of Hamei What is Chachma in a deeper way? Let's go one step deeper. What is really Chachma? Says the Rebbe, Chachma is Bittel. Why? What is it that allows the epiphany to enter into my mind? And the answer is, an openness to transcendence, always. A new idea flies in, comes into your mind only when your intellectual ego is subdued. And you could see it because when a person is learning and I'm not getting it, I'm just not getting it, or I have a dilemma and I have no solution, I'm struggling with something. 
and I have no way out. I'm trying to learn something and master something. What do they say? It doesn't go in. The parameters of my brain are not allowing the new idea to come in. The new idea is too large. What is Chachma? Chachma is really bitl. It's the Kayach that allows me to say, Ma, what? What? The curiosity, the inquisitiveness, and the humbleness of becoming frustrated with my present intellectual ego and opening myself up with complete commitment and dedication to a truth that I cannot wrap my brain around, a truth that I cannot fit into my brain. Chachma is the openness to transcendence. The real idea of Chachma is bittel, that the I ceases to exist, and because the I ceases to exist, it creates an open space for something that transcends the I to be able to come into the space of the I. That is really what Chachma is. The deep energy of Chachma is Bittl. And that's why it's Koyach Ma. It's the ability to say Ma. What? The ability to question everything. It allows me to go outside of my present comfort zone because I get frustrated with my present comfort zone because I don't understand. Koyach Ma also means it's a Koyach about which we say Ma. We say, what is it? It's not clear what it is. The Pasuk says in Mishle, Vahachachma may ayin timotse. We're going to find Chachma. We're going to find it in the street. The Alter Rebbe says, no, it's a statement, not a question. Vahachachma may ayin timotse. Chachma is the bridge from ayin to yesh. Chachma gives you access to ayin. What is ayin? Ayin is no thingness. Not nothingness, no thingness. Meaning, it takes you to a place where there's no thingness, where the thing is not yet a thing. It's pre-thingness, it's ayin. We call it nothingness because we have no access to it, because it's not in our box, we have no way to describe it, so we call it ayin. Chachma is giving you access to that ayin inside yourself. And there's always one prerequisite for that. I have to silence all the static. I have to lay still. I have to go into a place of ayin in order to access ayin. Because if I'm in a place of yesh, thingness, I can't access anything in a place of no thingness. Chachma is absolute silence. Chachma is absolute bittel. Chachma is absolute self-nullification in the healthiest and most beautiful way. Chachma opens me up to infinity, says the Magid, and the Alter Rebbe quotes from his teacher. That's why the Arizal teaches us in Eitzchai that Ein Saif will never be expressed even in the highest world only by being channeled through Chachma, because all the other faculties, Bina, Das, Chesed, Word, Teferis, Netzachai, said Malchus, as beautiful as they are and as significant as they are, they all are Metzias. And mitzias can ish sein ein soif. They are all mitzias. Mitzias means they have identity. And identity, by definition, can't channel echad ha'emes, the true, true oneness, which is infinite. Because identity means I exist. And that's what makes them tick. Bina has identity. Chesed has identity. Gvura has identity. Identity. What is the identity of Chachma? That it has no identity. What is the very definition of Chachma? The very definition of Chachma is my openness to Ayin. 
Chachma is the vessel, Chachma is the keli for Echad HaEmes, for the true Echad. What's the true Echad? Shahu Levadayhu Ve'enzulasai. That can be felt and experienced in Chachma. And that's why you'll see, when does a person have this type of epiphany? Only when he or she is thinking about nothing else but the idea, to the point that you're not even conscious about the fact that you're not thinking about anything else. Because if you're thinking about the fact that you're thinking about nothing else but the idea, you're still occupied with yourself and you're never going to have that real epiphany. Chachma often happens in least expected moments, but you'll realize that you were completely immersed in the idea, completely dedicated to try to understand the idea, and then suddenly, out of nowhere, out of ayin, out of no-thingness, you created a, there is a revelation, there's an epiphany, there's a lightning that goes off in your brain, which gives you access to your own unconscious that you couldn't have access to before. Why couldn't you have access to it before? Because there was too much static, there was too much ego, there was too much ich, there was too much I. And that's the reason why when a person has an epiphany, there's such clarity. It's like, aha, I got it. And I say to you, what did you get? I can't talk now. I can't explain it to you. I know I got it, but I can't explain it to you. Why can't you explain it to me? Because the truth is you didn't get anything. It got you. You didn't get it. It got you. There was no you, so that's why it came in. That was Bina. Bina is I have to reassert myself and bring the Chachma and assimilate it into my Kalim, into my vessels, into my identity. So what's the real Nakud of Chachma? The real Nakud of Chachma is not information. The real Nakud of Chachma is Bittl Te'insayf. <laughs> And therefore, you have new access to information that you didn't have access before. You have access to data, to information that you didn't have before. The, the, the real core of Chachma is not info. It's not brilliance. It's not wisdom. It's bittel. It's openness to einsoif. It's because, why only Chachma? Because Chachma is bittel. And only Bittel is a keli for Echad HaEmes, Shehu Levadehu Ve'en Zolasei Ve'zuhi Madregas HaChachma. Again, I'm quoting the Tanya, chapter 35, from what he heard What he heard from his teacher. Let's go further. Ve'en Zedoyme L'Pulos HaBine Ba'amidus. You can compare this to how Bina affects Midas. The Pulos HaBine Ba'amidus, Ibedar Chislap Shoskanah. The way Bina affects Midas we said, is how seichel affects midas. It has to go into it. It has to manifest itself in it. It has to be enclosed in it. It's an erpnimi, not an ermakif. Hislapshus means there's two ways of impacting you. One way of impacting you is from above. Hislapshus means the only way I can impact you is when my ideas become yours. They become yours. They redefine your identity. And that's why we said that bina can only affect midas when they're weak. The way Chachma affects Midas is not it's not from by an argument. Because the Nikuda of Chachma is Bittel, Chachma introduces 
in a very profound system, Chachma introduces my primal drives to the reality of Bittl. Sheyesh behem inyan Bittl. It opens up Midas to the truth of Bittl. Vezel inyan achlishas ba Midas. And that's the idea that Meichen creates a weakness in the Midas. It's not because cognitive ideas are more powerful than Midas. They're not. Midas are much deeper than Seichel. And that's why Bina would never do it. Chachma has an Indian of Bittl in it. Ain't Seif. And when my primal drives can inherit, they can experience Bittl. They can experience Ain't Seif. That touches them. <laughs> that touches them. Because, because everything is bittle. You want to go to the MS of it? The weakening of the middas that comes from Chachma is not because of Chachma. It's because of the Ein Soif that is channeled through Chachma. Even Chachma on its own. Even though the very theme and texture of Chachma is Bittl, but that wouldn't affect the Midas because Chachma is called a sphere, a characteristic. It's part of identity. It's part of my eye. We all have the capacity for Chachma in our soul. But Chachma, by definition, opens itself up to the light of infinity that is channeled through Chachma. The way it's expressed in our soul, is that Chachma opens you up to the core of your soul, which is Ayin, which is a channel of Ein Seif of infinity. The effect of etzema nefesh, of the core of the soul, is not by arguing with the middas and manifesting themselves and expressing their identity and the identity of the middas till that becomes the identity of the middas. No. It's that the etzema nefesh creates a bitl in the middas because it takes the middas back to the source of everything which is ein soif, which is infinity. And that affects the middas. V'zel inyan achlishas shenasabah. That is the real weakening that we're talking about. What does this mean? There's no way that Seichel really impacts Midas in their primal state. Because Midas, as we said, represents the primal drives of a person and it's really a mirror of characteristics that are embedded in my essence. And therefore, all the arguments in the world, all the reasoning in the world, all the explanations in the world, all the rationalizations and justifications in the world are not going to be able to hold up to the world of Midas. They're good for a paper on philosophy. They're good for an argument in the Bismedrish or in Shul. <laughs> but in the real world of Midas, when Midas are in their prime they can't hold up to it, and therefore there's no hope for them. As he said earlier, Seichel is not a balabas. It has no say. I'm deeper than you, I'm bigger than you, I'm stronger than you, I'm older than you, I'm more powerful than you. 
And when you're dealing in therapy, especially, or in real, in real avoid, in real introspection, when people go into that space of midas, it's very clear that seichel has no say. You're talking about forces that are primal. They're pre-verbal. They're pre-machshava. He says they're not just pre-machshava, pre-seichel. So what happens? What's the issue? What's the, what's the, I'm not going to say what's the solution. What's the process that the Rabbi Shalom created? There's something called Chachma. And what is Chachma at its core? Chachma at its core is not information. On the contrary. Chachma at its core is aligning my information with a place that transcends any information I have. It's going into a space of utter silence in the presence of infinity, which no brain can wrap itself around infinity. Because if I'm wrapping myself around infinity, it's not infinity. <laughs> it's contained. It's defined. It's limited. The only way you can access infinity is by the cessation of any static of self. But if infinity is everything, if ain't soif is all, if all reality is ain't soif, what's the part of me that can open myself up to that? The answer is chachma. Chachma. And as, lo- as long as the other faculties are aligned with chachma, they can have access to it through chachma. That's the real nakuda of seichel. There's seichel as information, arguments, deduction, induction, reasoning, discerning. Beautiful arguments, great explanations, what should be, what ought to be, how things could be, why they should be this way, and how they're going to benefit your life. It's not affecting Midas. There's one Nikuda that affects Midas. Everything comes from Ein Saif. Everything. My deepest primal drives, my deepest primal drives, let's say my chesed, my longing for attachment, let's say my gvura, my longing for authenticity, which is based on boundaries, based on strength, based on discipline. There's chesed, there's gvura. Chesed is attachment. Gvura is authenticity. As we explained in previous classes. Or any of the other midas, the primal drives in a person's life. Ultimately, chesed is an expression of einsayf. And gvura is an expression of einsayf. When chesed and gvura sense einsayf, when they sense bitl, when they sense the echod ha'emes, shuhu levada yuhu ve'en zulasi v'zui madregus ha'chachma, this touches them. Because this is not a threat that's going to undermine the primal drives. Seichel doesn't touch Midas because Midas are much deeper. They're more real. In their world, they're much more real. This is me. This is who I am. You want to tell me not to be me? Okay, tell me not to be me. But that's not going to help me not be me. It's going to help you think that I'm somebody else or it's going to make me Meshuggah and erotic. But when Seichel can introduce Midas, not to the world of Seichel, to the world of Bittel, to the world of oneness, to the world of if Seichel brings that into the picture, 
And how does Seichel bring that into the picture? Only through Chachma, and not Chachma as a faculty, but Chachma as a channel of Bittl. Chachma itself is a conduit that says, I don't exist. When Seichel exists, Midas will be much more powerful. If they get into a wrestling match, if the heart and the mind get into a wrestling match, the heart wins. <laughs> Hands down, the Rebbe said. Hands down. Don't think you're going to win your middis. You're not going to change you. You're not going to change your wife. You're not going to change your kids. But if my own chachma is a channel for bittel to the Ein Saif, that's the, that's the flow. Mido is der her Ein Saif. Fakert. Mida is sense ain't safe more than anyone else. Because the reason they're so primal, the reason Midas are primal, the reason they're so intense, the reason that in their primal state they're non-negotiable and they are absolute is because they come from a very, very real place in my soul. And ultimately, Mipsari Echzeleka, Nasa Adam Betzalmenu Kidmuseinu, they are a reflection of Hashem's chesed, or Hashem's gvura, Hashem's teferis, Hashem's netzach, Hashem's hoit. And since everything is an expression of Ein Saif, and everything ultimately is part of that one truth, so therefore when Chachma channels that nekudas habitl, now Midas can open themselves up to Seichel, not because of the argument in Seichel, but because of the bittel that flows through Seichel, the bittel that flows through Chachma, the Echad HaEmes Shul This is where there's a chalishus in the midas. What do we mean by a chalishus in the midas? That the midas open themselves up. My primal drives don't have to remain completely stuck in their own identity. Why? Because their identity is not being threatened by some outer force that's coming to compete with them. Rather, their identity is being opened up to their own source of identity, which is also Bittl, which is also Ein Saif. Because primal drives, too, are a manifestation of infinity. And he says, To understand this, let's look at the difference between Rotsen and Tainuk, desire and pleasure. Rotsen and Tainuk both come from the essence of the soul. What does it mean they come from the essence of the soul? They're not a Metzius. <laughs> Anything that comes from the essence is not defined by Metzius, by thingness. They're also known as Koiches Makifim, which means they're not Koiches that limit themselves into a particular structure. But they're still different. We explained earlier in the Maimer that Midas reflect Rotsen. You remember? What is Rotsen? Rotsen is not an identity outside of you. Rotsen is you. Rotsen is I want, I desire. Seichel is not I want. Seichel is an idea that I may have developed. And therefore, even after I'm done with it, I write down an idea, it could stay on and it could live for eternity and have tremendous influence. The ideas that were developed and cultivated years ago, maybe thousands of years ago, 
can still have an enduring impact, even when the person who conceived them or developed them first, or maybe the only one who ever developed them, is long gone. Ratzin doesn't work that way. Ratzin is about me. Ratzin is I want. That is Ratzin. <laughs> if there's no I, there's no want. The definition of Ratzin is I. That is the definition of Ratzin. It's very different. That's why we explain in relationships, if you cannot respect the Ratzin of your spouse, then you can't have a real relationship with them. Seichel is all about change. It's all about the fact. It's all about the data. It may come from me, but it's not me. On the contrary, the more me, the less seichel. The more subjective, the less objective. Ratzin is all about subjectivity. Ratzin is, I want. And he said that midos reflect that. And then he said, it's even deeper than Ratzin. We learned that earlier in the Bible. So now he says, there's Ratzin and there's Tainuk. Ha-Tainuk is ve'etzem ha-nefesh. Ratzin and Tainuk both reflect I, the essence of the I. Unlike the other faculties, unlike Chachma bin Adas, but there's a difference. Tainug is the state of the core of the soul. And Ratzin is where the soul gravitates to. Tainug is the description of I. And Ratzin is the I in a state of longing, of yearning. What is Tainug? Tainug is pleasure, ecstasy, delight. This gives me pleasure. Ratzin is, my soul is yearning for something. It's running. It's gravitating. It's driven. I want. I desire. Tainug is not I desire. Tainug is my pleasure, my delight. Ratzin is, I want. And that's why Tainug is deeper than Ratzin. In fact, it rules Ratzin. The Lechel HaSheyach Ratzin will be a reflection of my tainug. This is my pleasure, hence I want this. And that's why tainug and ratzin are different, are different, they're divergent also in how they have an impact. The way that tainug works, the way it affects us is through closeness, through drawing in. Ratzin works through a commandment, which means respect, distance. Ratzin is, I want. It's like a commandment. I want, and that I want, it dictates everything else. Because if I desire something, that's what I desire. So therefore, because I want my Ratzin, so that Ratzin dictates. But the way it dictates is, as a dictator, <laughs> it commands from a distance. Tainug doesn't command. Tainug inspires. Tainug warms. Tainug says, this is who I am. This is what makes, this is what gives me pleasure. This is what gives me delight. It operates in a different way. Tainug is kiruv v'hamshacha. And ratzen is tzivuy v'richuk. Ukeshem she betainug v'ratzen. Kivon sha tainug huwa pnemiyus l'chenu ashalat ala ratzen. Just like in tainug and ratzen, since tainug is the pnemiyus, it's the core. Therefore it ultimately rules over ratzen. Ratzen is the chitzainiyus of tainug. Kamoikin ugam bepnemiyus achachma v'hamidus.
if you go one step lower, this will explain the core of Chachma and Midas. When Tainug is revealed, it emerges as the Pnimius of Chachma. When Ratzin is revealed, it comes out as Midas. You have Tainug and Ratzin, the way Tainug and Ratzin evolve or devolve into lower expressions of the soul, Ratzin is manifested in Midas, and Tainug is manifested in Chachma, in the Pnimius of Chachma. Bemele, therefore, he ne Pnimius HaChachma poil bitl Midas. And that's why the Pnimius HaChachma has an impact. It opens up Midas to Ein Soif, to Bittl, Lefisha Pnimius HaChachma wa Tainug Because the Pnimius of Chachma tunes into Tainug, which is the core of the soul. V'lochenu poil Bittl ba Midas, Shuachlishus ba Midas. And therefore, it opens up the world of Midas to Bittl. And that's what we mean when we talk about the weakening of the Midas. And once the Midas experience this type of Bittl, now they can be open to the mentorship and to the guidance of Seichel, both in terms of being birthed and in terms of developing maturity, as he explained, the different levels of impacts that Seichel has on Midas. But at first begins with Chachma, and the Pnimius of Chachma, which is the Eid Saif, which opens up the Midas to the world of Bittl. And to explain it more, he said, Chachma and Midois represent the channels of Ratzin and Tainug. Midois is Ratzin, the way it's manifested in primal drives and emotions. It begins with Ratzin, and then it becomes Midois, the way Ratzin, uh, trickles down, it becomes midas, but essentially all midas are really my rutsin. It's I want. That's what it is. Even if it develops into a whole emotional experience. But if you go deep, deep down, you're going to get to rutsin. This is what I want. Yeah. And that ultimately comes from a deeper place, which is this is who I am. This is what I want because this is who I am. And that's Tainug. Tainug is, this is who I am. This is what gives me the deepest pleasure. This is what makes me, me. It's what makes me tick. That's called in Chassidus Tainug. Don't get confused here with pizza tastes good or ice cream tastes good or chocolate tastes good. Yeah, it does taste good. But it's also a Tainug. There's delicious food that's pleasurable. Yeah, for some people, cholent is tainug, or lasagna is tainug, or rib steak is tainug. There's the tainug of a cup of wine. It's also tainug. It's pleasurable. There's the pleasure of taking a hike, of seeing nature. It's also pleasurable. There's the pleasure of reading a book. Great book. Your mind is stimulated. Some people read mathematics, and they're so excited. A complex mathematical Issue or dilemma, problem that they have to solve. There's the tainug of music. What's the tainug of music? Some people who are very sensitive to music, you hear music, and your soul is it's one of the deepest pleasures in the world. What music stirs in people, nothing can stir in people. Especially the young. <laughs> There's something about music, right? It creates a very deep pleasure. There's the tainug of seichel, the tainug of ideas. 
There's the tainug of relationships, the tainug of love. These are all manifestations of what we call pleasure. He says, but to go back, 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 the core of tainug is not what I want, it's who I am. This is me. Just as in Midas and in Ratzit, just as in Midas, there's the way things trickle down and are manifested as a result of various forces that come in between. The same is true with Tainuk as well. But if you go deeper and deeper and deeper, Tainuk is not what I want, it's who I am. Ratzin is what I want. What I want is based on who I am. So he says Tainuk is deeper than Ratzin. The way that's manifested in a lower level of consciousness, he says that's Chachma versus Midas. Chachma is not an idea. In its core, it's not an idea. What is Chachma? He says, Chachma essentially, he says, Tainug When the Tainug is revealed, that's Pnimis HaChachma. There's an expression in Kabbalah, Pnimis Abba, Hu Pnimis Atik. The Pnimis of Chachma, that is, that is the core of Tainug. I'll explain this a little more in the next year which hopefully will be the last year in the Maimer. But the point here is that Pnimiyus HaChachma is not the faculty of Chachma. It's the Bittel of Chachma. It's the Ein Soif of Chachma. And that is a flow from the deepest Tainug in the person, the deepest core of the person. Midas is a reflection of the Ratzin of a person. That's Midas. I want and that manifests and trickles down in the world of Midas. Just as Rotsin is affected by Tainug, Midas are affected by Chachma. Not because Chachma has information that it gives the Midas. The Midas are much deeper than any information or data or proofs. The Midas, as we said, are a reflection of the I, what I want. They're my primal drives. But real Chachma, which opens you up to the world of Tainug, what I am. And that's the bittle of Chachma. Because who is, who am I? What is the deepest Tainu? I am Ein Saif. I am one with Ein Saif. I am infinity. I'm a channel for infinity. I am part of oneness. That is the deepest, deepest I. Chachma doesn't scream. Chachma doesn't command. Chachma opens you up to that ecstasy, to that state of pleasure. And then the Midas melt. <laughs> Not because you overpowered them. Tainuk doesn't control Ratzin. Tainuk is the core of Ratzin. He says Tainuk speaks with Kiruv and Amshacha. Ratzin speaks with Tzivri and Richuk. Ratzin speaks in commandment. This is what I want. It dictates and it controls. When you want something... Everything works. When you don't want, nothing works. Tainug is a little different. It's like the difference between the wind and the sun. You know, the argument between the wind and the sun, they both argued which one is more powerful. So they decided somebody's wearing a coat. Who could get him to get take over the coat? So the wind started to blow, to blow off his coat. And the more the wind was blowing, the more he put on the coat. <laughs> And the wind blew more, so he made the coat tighter. And the wind blew more, so he tied the coat. <laughs> and the stronger the wind, 
the stronger the wind, the more he was forcing the coat to stay on, despite all the difficulties. And then the sun told the wind, let me show you how do you do it. And the sun started to shine, and it became warmer and warmer and very hot. And slowly, the person took off one layer and another layer and removed the coat and removed the other garments. Tainuk doesn't speak through commandments. It speaks because this is who I am. So in the deepest place, Midas goes back to Ratzin. Pnimi Yisachachma goes back to Tainuk. When Pnimi Yisachachma speaks to Midas, it doesn't command the Midas. It doesn't say, you are primal drives, you're not good, you're destroying my life, I'm going to convince you and show you that you're wrong. That's not what it does. It opens up the Midas to the world of Bittal. It takes back to the Midas to their real, real source, which is Ein Saif. And therefore the Midas become weak. Weak not in the sense that they're scared, they're weak. Weak in the sense that they're not stuck anymore in the form of their own identity. Because Tainuk opened them up to the Ein Saif. So now what happens? So now, at last, the Midas, through Chachma, are now open, open to a conversation of Seichel, but only when that conversation began with introducing the Midas to Bittl, to Ein Saif. Not by fighting with the Midas through giving them information, but rather opening the Rots into the Tainuk, opening the Midas to a deeper place. Not what I want, not what I'm driven to, which is Midas and Rotson, but who I am. And now, once you, once the Midas experience that, now healing can begin. Now, now Seichel can impact the Midas in the ways that it has to impact the Midas. Whether it is the Maramakim, allowing the Midas to trust Seichel in order to show them and label and categorize life and even allow the Moichen to create development and maturity in Midas. The challenge, of course, in all of this is that distortion happens in very deep places. And this is where the fight of the ten Miraglim against the two Miraglim emerge as he will explain in the continuation of the Mimer, the last piece of the Mimer. Question. I find this series to be fascinating. Everything we're learning is both intuitive and dizzyingly confusing. So many practical questions. But I have to just sit with the conclusion for now. Brilliant explanations. I second that. Intuitive and dizzyingly confusing. Forgive my mispronunciation. Next question. I translate Indian as concept. Okay. So what's left of one's self if Bittal has been optimally attained? Well, then the self becomes deeper because your self becomes a channel for the Ein Saif. It's like what's left of God's self 
if he's infinite. <laughs> Yourself becomes much, much deeper because it's attuned with the Ein Saif. Can you give an example of what bittel flowing through Chachma can look like in every person's life? Also, when you say that Tainug is who I am, it's the Pnimis of Chachma, does that refer to the Chelek Eleka Mimal? And also, how can I find out what my Midos are? Okay, these are great questions. Excellent, excellent questions. So we're gonna, we're gonna delve into this a little deeper and hopefully with some more clarity in the next class on this Mimer, which will be Monday morning. Just to say a few words here as an answer to your question. Bittel flowing through Chachma is every moment that I completely suspend all my preconceived notions, my confirmation bias, which we all have, you know. They call it confirmation bias, which is basically a bias to confirm my previous beliefs. It's where I silence my comfort zone, all my resistance, and I open myself up completely to a new idea. That's the bittel that flows through Chachma. That's the uniqueness of Chachma. It's why children, by the way, remember and retain everything in ways that adults don't know how to. You know, sometimes your child reminds you of something that happened 10 years ago, and it was like an event you don't even remember, but they remember it so well. Because they really know how to absorb. They're like wet sponges. They absorb everything. When we absorb things, it's always with an opinion. You're hearing a sheer... It's brilliant, it's boring, it's excellent, I get it, I don't get it, I heard this already, it makes sense, it doesn't make sense. We listen to things with an assertive opinion. (laughs) Children actually listen. They listen with an emptiness, with an openness. That's an example of Chachma. There's an expression in Svarim, Kol Gei Shaita. Gei is Gei Yud Aleph. I'm sorry, Gimel Yud Aleph, I, I stand corrected. Gimel Yud Aleph. From the word gaiva, kol geishait. Every arrogant person, by definition, is a fool. Because the greatest foolishness is arrogance. The definition of foolishness, the worst fool is arrogance. So chachma is when I can really open myself up to that. Is this connected to the chelik elikami mal? Yeah. In Tanya it says that the soul comes from Hashem's chachma. And the ein soif dwells in the chachma of a person's soul. This says in Tanya chapter 2 and chapter 18. He says that's where Amuna comes from. Amuna doesn't mean blind faith. Amuna means the recognition that there are realities that I cannot, I cannot wrap my brain around. I don't have to wrap my brain around them. They define me. I don't define them. That is Amuna. That is Chachma of the person's soul. And that's really the Chelek Elekamimal. Very well said. But more about this we're going to have in the next year. I know a lot of new stuff here and a lot of abstract things. If you understood everything in today's Mimer, then either you're deceiving yourself or you're a very, very, very deep and sensitive soul. Now, I know we have here many deep and sensitive souls, but even if you're a very deep and sensitive soul, there's so many new stuff here and so many intricate ideas and so many deep ideas that you really have to sit with this, as uh, the chatter said, one of the chatters said. So don't rush into uh, trying to understand everything. Learn it, review it, 
review it again, meditate on it, apply it to yourself, open yourself up to this flow of consciousness, and more and more will become integrated. I see a lot more questions. Let me see another question here. So when we experience a aha moment, is it that God made us see it that way? Well, yeah, but it, what we're saying is that it opens us up to to a flow inside of ourselves. Okay, I definitely did not understand everything. Glad to know that I'm not the only one. I have to listen again. But I love how we explained the idea of listening with a sense of emptiness. I'm going to try to do that when I listen again. Okay, that's wonderful. Okay, thank you very much, everybody, for being here. Thank you very much for your feedback. Thank you very much for being such exceptional students and friends. I wish you all a beautiful day. A Shabbat Shalom Mavarach. We're going to resume this class Monday, 7.30 in the morning. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you. Have a good Thank day. Thank you, Rabbi. Thank you so much. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.